talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of the Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM, also on our partner stations worldwide. And I'm so pleased to welcome a fresh talent to the UK who've never been on European radio before. It's Mission House. That's Jess Ray and Taylor Lindhart. And these guys have got some beautiful music to share with us. And we're going to hear their story. So before we meet the guys, let's play their first track. Good God. And that was Good God by Mission House. Hey guys, how are you doing? We're doing great. Good to be here. Hey Gordon. W- welcome to Hope FM. It's nice to have you with us. So I've got to say, we've played your music a little bit here on Hope FM, but you're not really very well known to people. And it would be lovely to correct that omission in our understanding. So would it be okay maybe if both of you shared a little bit of your life story, how you came to be working together uh, on Mission House, but also where you came to encounter Jesus uh, and your gift of music, how that all came about. Well, first of all, thank you for playing us. And uh, and yeah, Mission House really has a pretty short history so far. So uh, we are super excited to be, uh, yeah, popping up in places we didn't expect and, and getting to meet new people and everything. So thank you. Um, I'm Jess Ray. And uh, yeah, so Taylor and I both have been doing music for quite a while separately. Then eventually we became really good friends back in 2015, started collaborating on different things, traveling a bit together. Um, I grew up playing music with a lot of guys. So to have a a friend that was a girl who was an incredible songwriter and um, just a blast to be around, um, we became friends very quickly and started collaborating a lot in in, uh, music. And uh, we both kind of share this similar thing of writing songs that maybe are um, informed by our faith and worldview, which is really both of our lives have been changed by Jesus. Um, But sometimes or more often those songs maybe wander outside of what you might hear in church music or even sometimes on the radio. We would just kind of color more outside of the lines or be more artists, singer, songwritery. Um, But both of us have this long history of leading worship for churches, however, not writing a ton of uh, for for quite a while, not really writing worship songs. And then uh, a couple years ago through kind of this uh, gathering um, that was happening in in what was then our hometown, Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm still there. Taylor's here in Nashville. And um, we started just meeting on Monday nights and worshiping with our friends. And before we knew it, we were writing, we ended up writing songs just for that gathering. Um, and then we're like, oh, these songs are actually, they're good. And <laughs> we think they're good. And people keep remembering the songs or asking for them afterwards. So we kind of fell into writing worship music, um, which I feel like came easier because of the relationships we had built and the song, the, a lot of the songwriting we had done prior to that, not for the church. It's been really fun to learn to write songs that are more congregational. So that's kind of how Mission House developed. So we're just a couple years in, and then obviously the pandemic happened in the middle of us really launching this new worship project. Um, so we're excited because we're kind of starting to come out of that, or at least can hope for a future where we'll still be able to, that where again, we'll be able to gather all together and sing these songs together. Cause that's really what they're written for. They're written for people to get together and sing together. So we're excited about, <laughs> 
eventually getting to do that again. So. Sure. And what about, what about you, you mentioned you've been worship leader for ages, but what about earlier on in life? Are you from a church going family and you would say you've been a Christian for as long as you can remember? Or is there a moment when you go, I remember at that point? I would say that I, I do fall more on that. Like there was, I made some sort of decision when I was a small child because my grandparents' parents are, are uh, all, all Christians. Um, of course, like nominally, and then some that are more like devout, like I have very vivid memories of coming out of my bedroom in the morning to see my mom on, on her knees praying regularly. So I think I would very much, and Taylor knows my mom, we, I would attest to the, any stability in my life or like knowing the Lord probably is from the prayers of my mother um, and just her faithfulness. And so, yeah, I, I made a decision to follow or began that or kind of just grew up in that. But then, you know, there's a, a time where it becomes necessary to grow roots of your own. And I would say that probably happened around middle school. And I had a couple of friends who it's like funny because middle school is a great time. I mean, I had stupid friends too, you know, bad influence kind of friends, but I actually had a couple of friends who were like serious about being Christians um, and kind of this like cool edgy way or something like that. And I fell in with that kind of crowd actually. And uh, we started making music. And so my relationship with God and writing songs has always kind of been on the same timeline and kind of intermingled uh, my whole life. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, you know, my family grew up uh, or I grew up going to church uh, with my family. It was just like, we have to do this. This is what we do every Sunday. Um, Really as a kid, like, (laughs) I think I attach a lot of those Sunday morning memories with just like being forced to wear a dress and pantyhose. (laughs) Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And it's just like, so I don't, I, do you remember Bobby socks? I the short socks with lace around them. Yeah. That's my memory. Those are of. called bobby socks. Yeah, bobby socks. Just like. You, you've educated us. I didn't know that. I, I knew the socks you meant when she described them. <laughs> so that was sort of my memory. It's like, this is this place we have to go and kind of be restrained for a period of time. Mm. And, um, you know, and then we would always like, like the kids at church, like these kind of Sunday school kids that, uh, that I would hang with, we would just. Um, play dodgeball while our parents were in the fellowship hall talking and like someone would just end up with like a bloody nose and yeah so I don't like church didn't it that to say like it was kind of a social place for me as a kid um the message of of the gospel had not yet I feel like reached my um, maybe it reached my ears but definitely not my heart and so man I was a high schooler I was probably 14 or 15 Um, before I really heard who Jesus was. And that was through um, a ministry uh, that's really popular here in the States, but I know they're they're abroad too, called Young Life uh, Ministry to High School Students and had like a college age leader who just came and hung out with me a ton, would pick me up from school, just spend a lot of time with me. And then meanwhile, we had these kind of weekly gatherings and I heard about who Jesus was. And so Um, had this great experience of like hearing about the gospel, hearing about this God uh, become flesh um, to dwell with us. And then at the same time, getting befriended by a person who's kind of living that uh, out for me. So um, that story really gripped my heart. Yeah. As a, as a young teenager. Um, And then right around the same time I was learning guitar uh, we had just moved to a new town and I didn't have any friends, <laughs> um, didn't have a lot of friends. And so 
uh, my dad had a guitar from from his college days and he would pull it down every once in a while. And it occurred to me one day, because I'd always love singing, that, uh, oh, I, sh- I could learn guitar and learn how to accompany myself. And so he taught me like an Eagle song called called uh, Take It Easy. And then I just really picked it up from there. I learned a lot of Sarah McLachlan. I was a huge <laughs> Sarah McLachlan fan in the early 2000s. Uh, and then I kind of realized that I could play, you know, they asked me to play at Young Life. And I started going to a church, like a different church than my family and I and I got in on the worship team and um you know there was a woman on the worship team who really like kind of took me under her wing and gave me a lot of music to listen to um and yeah and so that was kind of my entrance into like oh I I didn't realize that these two things happen very separately meeting Jesus and then also music becoming such an important part of my life and they they kind of dovetailed and um yeah and then I think like Jess said you know uh that story of of God becoming real in our lives, I think has has worked its way into our music. And I don't know that either of us ever sat down and said, I'm gonna write Christian music, but it just, as we were just telling the truth, that's kind of what happened. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM artist interview. You you mentioned about someone giving you lots of music to listen to. Was it all Christian music? And if so, who were you listening to? Who's, who's been your influences with regards to Christian music? Christian music for me started with, uh, I don't know if, if you guys will know this, they had these, uh, there was a group called Enter the Worship Circle, which was a group of a lot of different worship artists. And they basically put a microphone in the middle of the room and then just played their instruments and sang these songs. And the recordings are um, pretty raw. Uh, but this, these really heartfelt worship songs. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first worship music I really heard as a kid, besides maybe things that like, I don't know, just were on the radio. I, um, but that really like um, definitely spoke to me, I think because the emotions felt really true um, and just the expression of it felt very uh, honest. Um, and that, that really appealed to me because a lot of the stuff I was listening to really, um, I don't know. Other Christian music, I think. Well, another CD she passed to me was Sandra McCracken, who we get right. to write music now with and hang out with her, now, yeah. which is really fun. Totally. And what about for you? I had I definitely listened to more Christian music. I mean, my parents enjoyed lots of different stuff, but um, but in the Christian category, I really did grow up like um, enjoying like Jennifer Knapp would have been the earliest one yeah. for me, and then it would be Nicole Nordeman just people in the, in the singer songwriter artist category, writing very deeply about almost devotional about like their relationship with the Lord. So Nicole Nordeman, but then it's super funny. Cause I was, <laughs> this is going to sound random, but it like I was perusing the page that of the interviews you guys have done and skillet was like a massive influence on me for like this, yeah, like kind skillet. of punk phase or what it wasn't even punk, but I mean, I was like, I kind of had more of that attitude. Like, but like in a Christian way, like we're like aliens and strangers to this world. So like Skillet has been around so long that it's fun to see like they're massive now, but like people were diehard about them. Like even before the albums I listened to, like I probably came in on their third or fourth album, but then like my youth pastor, who's five, 10 years older than me was like diehard Skillet fan with their like first or second album. So they've just had this massive long career, but yeah, they offered this, even though it was a very different style music than folk, some of the stuff I originally listened to, I think what I loved about it was this very raw 
real like relationship with Christ, uh, understanding of the challenge of trying to live that out in the world. And so, yeah, I was just writing, you know, skillet on my shoes and my, my binder for school and like was in this whole like combat boots and like really short hair and crazy necklaces kind of phase too. So, so yeah, skillet, I mean, but uh, yeah, stuff all kind of all over the place, but. Two artists I think two that stand out to me um, would be like Switchfoot and John, John Foreman um, was doing and then Need to Breathe kind of two bands that I feel like sort of were telling um, like a gospel story, a Jesus story, but in language that like was pretty universal. Yeah. And a lot of people like need to breathe was huge when I was in college because yep. they were from um, the area I was from. And I think like those, con- even going to those concerts live and like thinking about, you know, the way that John Foreman was writing and just in musically what he was doing, I think yep. it almost felt like, oh yeah, like there's no limit, um, you know, it, like as a Christian musician, like, they were inviting us to kind of imagine like there's no limit really to what we can do right. like musically and, and just getting creative. And the theme with all these people, Skillet, uh, yeah. Switchfoot, Need to Breathe, like they've, and then us, we kind of, there's a lot about our artistry that kind of borders on, we'd, we'd like to just be great music to any, you know, we'd like right. to be able to fit in mainstream just because we're simply making great music, um, but it's being informed by our worldview. And I think all of those bands have really kind of, lived on that line most of their careers so yeah. yeah and actually that was something that came out very much from the interview with with john cooper from skid it was when i was re- researching them the numbers of times i came across people who said i wasn't a christian i didn't know you were a christian band i listened to you because you were just great and now i'm a christian and they would say it was it was because of skillet that they actually uh-huh. looked into christianity in the first place so being able to be in that space where you can bring good news and light into places that otherwise just miss out on it is uh, is an amazing place to be. So, hey, and guys, just say you are very musically gifted. Well, I really like your music, so uh, I'm I'm sure that there's <laughs> there's great stuff ahead. Uh, we've mentioned lots of names. Are other people that you've um, done tracks with that um, are well known in the music scene yet? Well, we'll play. Uh, I think I don't have much. Uh, um, is one of our one of our biggest songs, and uh, we've got to collaborate with Josh Baldwin, who's with the, the whole Bethel crew. Yeah, um, he's a well known chap. Yeah, we'll we'll dis- we'll discuss that then when we get to that yeah. point because that would be interesting to know more about. We've got another track from you right now. This is called "Never See the End." Would you like to tell us a little bit about the backstory? Why did you write it? What's it all about? Yeah, I would love to. Um, that song was written after I got home from a trip uh, to Utah. Uh, which um, I'm from North Carolina, so way over on the East Coast, and Utah, kind of the West, there's just, yeah, incredible uh, national parks and stuff that I'd never explored. And so my mom paid for me and my brothers and our spouses to all go on this dream vacation to to, to Utah. And uh, we had this cabin out in the middle of nowhere. And so one, one even, evening, we're trying to do like a bonfire outside and um, there's, I mean, we were 50 minutes from even like the nearest grocery store. So you could see the Milky Way. I mean, it was just beautiful sky full of stars. And um, one sweet thing about my very Southern wonderful mom is that she is just unafraid to pray for anyone at any point or to make things like very spiritual. So we're just hanging out and she just stops us and is like, guys, we will never, ever 
see the end of his goodness. And we're like, yeah, mom, totally. And like went back to making s'mores or whatever we were doing. And uh, it was maybe a few few weeks later, I, um, I was sitting at the piano and for whatever reason, that moment came back to my mind. And I was thinking about my mom and just how really in the couple years leading up to that point, she had walked through just devastating circumstances in her life. The end of her marriage after fighting for it for 10 years, um, she lost her mom and then her dad kind of all in a three year period of time. And I was just thinking about how, like, if, it, if anyone could just decide not to declare that anymore, that uh, about God's goodness, like my mom has the reason or the right to do that, I guess. Um, yet here she is like continuing to put all her, her faith in God and his goodness through, through circumstances. So the testimony of her life is beautiful and it's influenced me in, in a major way. And really just to sum that sentiment up in a song, it's been, a, it's been a powerful song for us and for me personally. And uh, yeah, so it's been exciting to share that through, through our band. That was Never See the End by Mission House. And I'm very pleased to say that Mission House are still here with us on Hope FM and our partner studios for the artist interview. Guys, thanks so much for all you've already shared about your journey uh, and for what you shared just then, Jess, uh, about the song and where it came from uh, and the pain that your mum suffered and yet her faith is still so strong in it. Um, and it'd be lovely if right now you were happy to pray for our listeners. God in heaven, we thank you that there's a mystery that um, somehow you can be with all of us right now at the same time, no matter where we are. God, that you know what we're facing, you know what happened yesterday, and you know what will happen tomorrow. God, that you know us each by name, that you care for us. I've seen that happen, uh, seen that to be true in my life many times. Um, and so, God, I pray right now for your presence to be felt um, by every, every listener, a sense of your love, your closeness, uh, a sense of your provision and care, a sense that you're a good father and a good friend, no matter what we face, that we are not alone, that we do not face it alone, that you have given us everything we need and will continue to. And so, Lord, I just pray, maybe even in a simple way, unexpected way, that we would see your presence, see your hand in our lives today. Uh, we love you, Lord, and ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Jess. So if you're listening at home and you're not sure who this Jesus is that Jess and Taylor and Gordon are talking about, I just want to give you the opportunity to pop online to www.findachurch.co.uk. That's if you're in the UK. And if you're abroad, uh, feel free to contact the station you're listening on and ask them to recommend a really good church to you because there are many churches that would love to help you to find out more about God's amazing love. Guys, well, it's 2022. In fact, we're recording this in January 2022. Now, uh, Taylor, you are wearing a woolly hat. I have noticed you're wearing a woolly hat. I'm in a t-shirt here because we're in the UK, you know, it's January, it's like the Bahamas. It's not really, it's, it's cold, I'm kidding. But, um, but, but is it, are, are you in Nashville at the moment, you guys? 
Yeah, and I'll, I'll say it's cold. I think cold's relative. So oh, what happened a couple of days ago? Yeah, well, listen, Nashville, we just emerged from a um, a blizzard, <laughs> if you will. I don't know if we're calling it a blizzard, like scientists are calling it a right. blizzard, but I'm calling it a blizzard. There was snow on the seven ground. Seven inches of snow is a blizzard. Today. There was snow on the ground. We got seven inches of snow, shut the city down for a couple of days. So um, we're just coming out of that. But this is cold for us. I grew up in Texas. Jess grew up in North Carolina. I live in uh, here in Nashville now. And um, so still the and South. If, if it snows at all, it's only like once a year. Yeah. And so snow is very special to, to us. Yeah. Does, still, it, so. does it snow there where you are, Gordon? It does snow here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is England. We, we get snow. Not, not huge amount. Scotland would get significantly okay. more snow than, yeah. than us because they're a bit more north. Yeah. I, and I love a woolly hat. And so I just, any opportunity really that once it gets, once the temperature drops right. below 60, I just pop it's a reason to not wash your hair. And and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and were you in Nashville for, uh, Nashville for Snowmageddon, which was, was that a year ago? Oh yeah, I was here. Was, yeah. I was here for Snowmageddon for sure. <laughs> that was like almost a week we were shut down and closed crazy. off. And yeah, it was kind of fun. We had to, the people don't own sleds here, you know, so you just make sleds out of cookie sheets. And I use, I use my dog's bed. <laughs> I just tried, tried lots of different things. So, yeah. Wow. You know what? We should go into business. We should we should do a sledge importers. We could be like the only person with sledges to sell them in, in Nashville. Love it. Yeah. You have to do all your business in about one or two days. Oh, let's get, the rest of the year, yeah. you just get to go on holiday. It's easy. That, that sounds like my kind of job. <laughs> but probably, probably that's not what God has for you. So um, 2022, what is Mission House going to be doing? Yeah. Well, we're really excited about that. I think too, we're, um, we don't, you know, we don't fully know. We, uh, just at the end of 2021, hard to believe that year is already over, but, um, we just did a really great, uh, like live, we did a live show in our hometown of Raleigh, North Carolina, um, filled the room with our favorite people and played um, kind of old Mission House songs and also some new songs we've been working on. And we recorded the whole thing and filmed the whole thing live. So at some point um, this year, probably first half of this year, I would imagine we're going to be sharing that with people. And I think we're both really excited about uh, that. It was such a beautiful evening. We got to include some of our um, talented other artist friends in that. And so just sharing that with, with folks, um, we feel like, the, you know, we, we released a studio album in 2020, and, um, but we really feel like kind of more the magic of what we do is felt in sort of the live experience of it. So we're also um, really excited to just be back with people now that kind of the world is seeming to open up again and looking for safe ways to do that and gather with folks and worship in person um, because we just feel like the music we make isn't um, just meant to be kind of, we don't want to be performers necessarily and just sort of sit, like have people sit down and we entertain them. We really want people to um, engage with us and kind of sing the songs with us. They're really, we've always said that from the beginning, there are songs that are meant to be sung together. So we're hoping to plan, um, we're planning a tour this spring and we'll kind of be booking that and sharing more about that here coming up and you know hopefully if anyone out there wants to help us book our UK tour we are uh <laughs> yeah we're really we're, we're really crossing that. our fingers I told Jess like maybe this is our ticket across the pond this is it. <laughs> so, if if you're wanting to come to the UK 
do get in contact with us here at Hope FM because we can definitely help sort you out at least one good South Coast venue. Okay, oh, come on. so come on, let's um, do it. So, but um, the, the rest, the rest of the country, you'll have to work out for yourself because it's yeah, too far for me to We're a part of Integrity Music, and so uh, they're half in in North America and then half in the UK. So, uh, so yeah. There's lots of reasons to uh, to come that way sometimes. Yeah. And finally, I feel like we can dream towards that. So we don't yeah. know when it will be, but we are hoping that. That's right. And then we just want to get back in the, uh, the the writing room. You know, we want to write more songs together and kind of dig in and listen to what God might be, you know, wanting to say, wanting to um, speak to us individually and then maybe just hear what he has. So we're excited about that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll make a new project this year. We're just, we're very, you know, as a, as a duo, we still feel kind of new um, and kind of like we're figuring it out. We're yeah. figuring it out as we go. And in this new frontier of, um, I don't know, digital music and pandemic life and just coming out of that, I think, uh, you know, there, there was probably a time in 2020 when we were feeling pretty disheartened because we felt like we had a lot of momentum kind of going into that year. And, just a lot of things got shut down, but I feel pretty hopeful going into 2022 because I think one thing a lot of us, and this is for anyone listening, one thing we've all learned how to do these last couple of years is to be really creative, you know, to think outside the box and go, okay, well, this is how I always used to do things, but maybe I could let go of you know, the way I saw it, the way I thought it needed to go and just open myself up to like, this is the way it is, or this yeah. is maybe the way that God is inviting me to think about something differently than I ever did before. So I know it's true for both of us, the things that we're kind of feel like our, our hands are into now, like, I don't know that we would have planned that out on our own, yeah. but we're just kind of learning how to, to yield and trust. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. And what about your relationship with Jesus? At the moment, uh, it's been funny times, I guess, with churches maybe not happening, happening, you're not doing all the things you want to do. But what is Jesus, do you think, wanting to teach you to in 2022? Well, it's funny. I'm like over here, like, yes, to everything Taylor was just saying, because if there was a thing I've been realizing kind of over the past few months, a theme is just to let go. <laughs> like, I think it's just so funny how many things unraveled in the past few years, even just for me personally, like plans I had or whatever, yet I still somehow keep trying to control or manipulate things to to have this outcome that I want. Mm -hmm. And I think only recently, the past few weeks, past month or so, as just a, a lot of unexpected things kind of happened in my personal life, I was just like, really starting to feel this sense of like, isn't it just easier to relax into maybe what the Holy Spirit or the Lord is like speaking or doing and to stop wasting so much energy really fighting against that. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it just is a lot of what Taylor was just sharing of just letting, letting go, trusting the Lord, being able to imagine that things can work out a different way than I feel like they will. Um, and, and just kind of continue to wake up every morning, pray about the day, ask for the Lord to be a part of it, and then just carry on. Um, and, and really like, yeah, I think that there's a peaceful, lighthearted way. And I, life is incredibly difficult and it throws you a lot of curveball, curveballs. So I know it's, <laughs> I will say this one day and fail at it the next, but 
a sense of just like walking out my days with the Lord. Um, I'm hoping to do that again in 2022, yet maybe hold things a little more loosely and see what else he might have in store if I am willing to do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't have a massive answer for that or like, like we've shared, we don't have a lot of clarity on the days to come, but a lot of hope about it. And in, in a sense that we can dream again, because thankfully the world seems to be opening up and some doors are opening and that kind of thing. So yeah, we're hopeful. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm relearning, uh, the friendship of God, you know, that Jess is even talking about, uh, even though I've got this great bandmate, even though I really am blessed to have a, a pretty amazing community, I um, am so inclined to believe the lie that I'm kind of on my own, that like it's up to me to figure my mm -hmm. life out, that no one else is looking out for me. Um, and so, and, and just like that narrative um, is really, I think has been at times destructive, you know, in my own mind and in my heart. And um, I see that, you know, in our culture, even just like that, as we become more isolated from each mm -hmm. other, that people really believe that they're alone. And so um, I've just been kind of asking God to teach me again, like what it is for him to be my friend. You know, that's kind of, you, you know, we started this interview talking about where we came from. And that was how God reached my heart in the first place was through um, his friendship. And I think now, I don't know, 17, 18 years later, I find myself once again in need of the friendship of God and just in need of like, I don't know exactly what's going to happen next, but I think I just need to know that you're here and I need to like cast my cares on you and talk to you like I would talk to um, a friend. And I think I forgot somewhere in my, you know, in my young adulthood and kind of figuring things out. I forgot that God can be that, that he can be um, the person you confide in, that he's the person who holds your pain and holds your story. And no one else knows your story to the depths uh, that God does. And so, um, yeah, I can't say that I'm good at that, but I feel like I'm re just relearning that like a kid again, just how to like mm -hmm. talk to, to Jesus. And so friends like Jess really helped me um, to remember that, just to remember that, hey, we're not, we really um, the truth of our lives is that we're very much not alone, that we're loved mm -hmm. and held. And uh, yeah, hoping to lean into that more this year. That is a cool thing to definitely, it's in fact encouragement, I suspect to all of us, um, just to keep going back and, and re-exploring the depths that that relationship goes to. Because like you said, <laughs> you never see the end of God's goodness and, and his love for us. And so it's always more to explore in relationship with him as a, as a friend, that's great. Um, how long have you been in Nashville now? Well, I've lived here about a year and a half and Jess still lives in North Carolina. So so when I talk to people sometimes in Nashville, I'm surprised with that, that it, because it often seems that people know other people and the rest of it. Have you found it quite easy to get into the Nashville scene and meet lots of people or have you found it a difficult community to break into? Well, I think it's been honestly pretty easy. And, um, you know, even though Jess doesn't live here, she very much has a community here too. And that is greatly in part thanks to our integrity family. I mean, just the way that they've opened the door um, for friendship, like for us. And we've just met a lot of people at songwriting retreats, at integrity retreats, that kind of thing, co-writes, and just found a lot of kindred hearted people here in town. And also friends of ours, like, I don't know if you know Andrew Peterson, he's someone who's really um, just 
I've been a mentor and a friend to both yep. of us and has, has lived here and established such a beautiful um, life and community here. So it's been a lot of people who honestly have been at this a lot longer than us and have lived here longer and um, people that we have grown up listening to, or at least grown up admiring and uh, we're finding that those people are just kind of like looking over their shoulder or looking behind them and kind of holding the door open yeah. for us. So Nashville exactly. is a fun place to be. It's not the only place to be, but we certainly do love uh, making music here and love our friends here. Yeah. So That sounds cool. So great. Okay. Um, sometimes things don't always work out as we expect. Uh, and there's a little slot we do on the show called when things go wrong, but God puts them right. Have you got a story of something perhaps not going to plan, uh, but God actually coming through? I think in a beautiful way, I experience that like all the time. Yeah. Like when I, and I really am like learning, like I, what's funny is I'm like, I feel like I'm grasping for like, what's a really big, good story to mm -hmm. tell you. But, but the beautiful thing is I think I live in that reality all the time that like I'm watching God come through <laughs> for me in really small ways. Yeah. Always like, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think I found too, like, because I, I kind of heard this question, maybe this, maybe this says a lot about me. I heard this question as like, how did I get it wrong? And how did God sort that out? And I think uh, I'm just so aware of, of, of a lot of the times, you know, I think, uh, what's the phrase? Like sometimes, sometimes I can be my own worst enemy and really stand in my own way uh, sometimes. And I was in uh, kind of like a time of conflict uh, with a friend and she had just kind of let me know um, some ways that I had let, let her down. And, and I really had like, you know, kind of wronged, wronged my friend. And, uh, I think it was, I look at that experience as like, it was really difficult to kind of face some of these things about my own heart in some ways that maybe I needed to learn how to love better. And, um, but really through that process, like there's this there's this prayer um, that we pray in my, in my church every week. It's, it's a, it's the kind of church where you like say the same prayers a lot of times, like every Sunday. And there's like, there's the prayer of confession and it's most merciful God we've sinned against you by what we have done and what we've left undone. And there's this experience of kind of like mm -hmm. praying that prayer of confession every week. And so I started doing that um, for, for a short amount of time every day and I think what I found in that experience and what I found really in all my human relationships, I think if you're really, I don't know, when you're living amongst people, um, you'll find this, but it's like the only way to experience one of the most beautiful things in this world, which is the experience of being forgiven, is to like be willing to own your stuff and to say, I'm sorry, but kind of without that sort of step of like, looking at your life, honestly, um, I feel like we don't, then we just miss out. We miss out on what God really wants to give us, which is the experience of knowing that we're forgiven and, and loved and, you know, constantly being like brought into um, good that he uses all those things, whether it's like things outside of our control or the ways that we um, mess up, you know, our own lives. <laughs> he uses all those things for our good, which is a wild that is a very good true thing uh, and god you're right he's using all things to good for those that love him um out of interest what sort of church do you go to well 
I go to um, it's a it's a Methodist church, United Methodist Church. So in for a long time, I was at an Anglican church, too. So both of those churches, the expression was more and I guess um, one word for it is like liturgical. So just a, a lot of call and response kind of prayers. And um, there's a lot of rhythm in it and kind of things you learn how to say. And I don't know, as a kid. And the vineyard, I kind of like the first church I went to on my own was a vineyard church and it was very like free flowing and all that. And and that was super fun. The music was great. Um, and I kind of thought like any church where they just repeat the prayers all the time, like that's just like, man, there's no freedom in that. And then I think it's just beautiful because we've both experienced this. We get to play in a lot of different church contexts and like I'm in this liturgical setting now, but you know, the vineyard still feels like a home to me too. And I think we found that like, there's a lot of beauty in all the expressions of the church and we need them all. So it's like, we need the sort of like free flowing, spontaneous worship. And we need the prayers of the saints like that have lasted for, I don't know, centuries. Like, and all of that makes it this really beautiful thing. So that's the church I find myself in now, but really I feel, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I belong to a lot of, a lot of different, different traditions and streams, I guess you would say. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I grew up and um, have just returned to the Christian and Missionary Alliance, which is a a ministry or a denomination that's pretty small in in the U.S. and then really pretty large in other parts of the world. So um, not... I'm not familiar with it in the UK. Where where, where is it big? Like uh, in Vietnam and in the Congo, like it's massive. Like they have their own like kind of... Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a really big denomination in specific parts of the world. And then they're all over the U S but, uh, but really still relatively small. Um, it was, uh, birthed out of A.B. Simpson in, in like, uh, late 1800s, um, kind of alongside of the assemblies of God. And they would have, they would have split at some point, uh, early on. And so, um, yeah, so that's what I was raised in very missions minded, uh, globally minded denomination. Um, and I've just, yeah, just recently started, started going to a CMA church again. So, yeah. Cool. And you mentioned being mission minded. Is that where the name mission house started coming from mission mindedness or not at all? I, I mean, in, in a way, uh, like I, I, I had a fascination with just the idea of a mission house of, of like Which planting. It's, it's when someone plants a, a house or missionaries plant a specific home that is for the flourishing of the community that it's in. So, you know, often they're like much bigger buildings or their homes or their uh, like complexes or whatever, but it's it, it at its roots or at, at its core purpose is to be a, be a, to overflow in blessing to the community that's around it. And so that's really the idea that we had with this music was like making music that and really building community around it that overflows into being a blessing to the people around us. And so Mission House is very much a duo with Taylor and I being kind of the lead people, but we, we really represent a whole community in Raleigh of, of worshipers and believers and um, yeah, have kind of seen the way that it, it has influenced mm-hmm. a whole group of people in a city. That is so. definitely a cool name to have in that case. Now I understand it better. I'm like, I like that. That's neat. Yeah. So <laughs> talking about church let's talk about the bible quickly um pretty important book i feel uh do you have a character in the bible that you most feel you relate to and if so who and why 
I think for me, it's uh, David, always been David. And not just because he was a songwriter, but I think just like, I don't know, just from the beginning, like when you just kind of imagine this boy feeling like at home in the fields and then kind of being called into this kind of place in a role that almost didn't like fit him, you know? And I, like, even in the story of David and, and Goliath, uh, I'm always struck by the part where the king tries to put the armor on him, you know, to go fight Goliath. And then really like, he can't, he can't fight that battle in anyone else's armor. Like he has to do it himself, like the way that God made him to walk into that. And I think, uh, yeah, I've just always loved that. And truly like, um, you know, David gets uh, a lot of cred in the Bible, but he was such a flawed character and such a flawed person. Um, but that honesty, you know, kind of that I was saying earlier, like I think he also just exemplifies that of, of owning the, the ways that he has hurt yep. people, the thing, the, the, yeah, the pain he's been responsible for, mm-hmm. you know, and he gets to experience all that kind of God has for him in that, in the brokenness uh, of his story. And yes, and he was a songwriter. And so yeah. probably you just, <laughs> the poet in the field yeah. speaks to me. Totally. You know? And I, I could say a few people, but I will go with David as well. Of Just like, I feel like he does give permission. I feel like I, we both feel like we have big feelings. Like we <laughs> yeah. just are people who feel a lot yeah. and, uh, and kind of can feel really high sometimes and very low sometimes. And I think what's beautiful about David is you see in scripture, like kind of permission to really speak to God, like a friend, be incredibly honest and confident and uh, emotional. Cause I am just emotional sometimes. Um, and so that's really beautiful. And then, yeah, I've just been re I've actually just been reading through like David's story and just really amazed at um, though he had his failings, he had a desire to like follow God's way and like an unded, undivided heart towards like committing to the way of God. Even if he strayed from it, he would always come back. Mm-hmm. And I was just seeing like, cause I, I got past David's story and into like the, all the split of the kingdoms and all the Kings and God would continue to bless. I mean, six or seven generations down he, out of honor for his relationship with David, he would bless Kings that weren't even still walking with him. So even just the idea that our commitment to following the way of God could like affect generations upon generations because God like commits to someone that strongly like that was really beautiful to me so yeah I would say David as well that is a lovely reason for having picked him as well um so clearly reminds me of the song the blessing where it talks about generations it's um it's a beautiful thing uh, it's nice that we can walk in God's blessing and and pass on that blessing as well to, to those who follow us so if people want to connect with you where are you on what's your web address and things like that Yeah, you can go to wearemissionhouse.com to get, you know, to everything else. Uh, But we will, we will say that we are most active on Instagram at this point. So we'd love for you to find us there if you're on Instagram. Uh, And then any platform you listen to music, you're going to find us there under Mission House. Yeah, including YouTube, we have been working on that YouTube channel. So that's a cool way to like, not just listen, but watch our videos. Yes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, So we've got one more track to play from you guys. It's called uh, Don't Have Much. So who'd like to tell us about that track? So I Don't Have Much is uh, a song we've been singing. It feels like a long time now. Um, Jess and I 
fun story. We were just leading worship before we were mission house. We we're leading worship together at a women's event, and they needed us to fill some time at the end, really, while yeah, people were, were kind of receiving, <laughs> people were leaving and receiving, some people are being prayed for, it was that kind of moment at the end of the, the thing, and uh, they said, oh, keep playing, and so you're just playing some chords, and uh, I heard that chorus, I don't have much, I don't have much, I have a heart that beats for you, um, I have a heart that beats for you, and for me personally, it was a time uh, in my life, like, just the, I think, personal circumstances, and I was trying to make music work for me but really that looked like I had like five different random jobs I was doing and my car had broken like there's just like you know when things just kind of feel like they're caving in on you and you're like I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill I don't know how I'm going to do this I, I have no clue how I'm going to even make it a month from now but I'm like right here today and I felt like I was just very in touch with my need and very in touch with my like just I couldn't hide the mess kind of thing. And so um, that's all I, that's what I feel like I could sing to God. It's like, I don't really have anything for you. Like, I don't have anything impressive to show you. I haven't made anything uh, of myself at this point, but I have this, like I have my heart and I, I still, I still find myself in this story. I still love you. I still want to follow you. And, and really, I think, even though those aren't necessarily the circumstances of my life anymore, the heart of that song still feels so true, I think, for me and for us. And when we lead that for people, just going, um, you know, I think the place that God really wants to meet us is our real, our lives just as they are, not as we wish them to yep. be. And uh, that's where Jesus met people. You know, they would try to say, they would try to show him the image they wanted him to see. And he always spoke to the real person. Um, and so I think that song really uh, invites us to do that, invites us to just be a real person in front of God and encounter God um, and his love for us. And we are really excited. We're big fans of Josh Baldwin, who's also a North Carolina guy. And uh, um, we just love him. And uh, we're so excited that he wanted to sing on, on this song with us and um so he's, he's obviously part of bethel music so how did you guys connect with josh then how did that happen song, he and heard he it at bethel. yeah that's actually really fun is he we did before we met him he heard the song um we had some mutual north carolina friends and so he knew the song and then one day we got a text from someone like josh baldwin's leading your song at bethel and and sent us this video clip and we're just like what <laughs> what is happening that's crazy and uh like only our moms listen to us you know what i mean and so totally. it was just pretty weird uh pretty pretty crazy and then uh we reached out to josh and thanked him and um you know kind of struck up a friendship and then turned out josh was up for singing the song with us we really we loved what he brought to it specifically and just kind of like a different energy and and like way of singing it and yeah. so it was fun to do it with him uh, there's an acoustic version out too in addition to the uh the kind of full studio one but yeah. he's he is the nicest guy i don't know if you've ever had him he's got kind of a country accent oh man i mean just down home kind he of guy. is just yeah fun. he's wonderful we love him we, so. we haven't yet had him on the show but i do like getting recommendations from people so perhaps we should extend yeah. an invite he'd be easy to talk to that's for sure yeah that would be that would be fun so okay um i've got to say it's been a delight 
meeting you both. I really appreciate you making time for us today on on Hope FM uh, to hear a bit about the Mission House story, a bit about your heart, a bit about what God's doing with you and a bit about what you're planning or in fact even just letting go of to let God move things forward in the forthcoming season. Um, So I just want to say bless you guys. Uh, Thanks for joining us. And this is your track. I don't have much. God bless you. Thank you. That was I Don't Have Much by Mission House. And thanks so much to Jess Ray and Taylor Lindhart for joining us today for the artist interview. And there are many other artists and great stories for you to listen to. Uh, You can just pop onto your favorite podcast platform and search up the artist interview and uh, just whatever God is doing in life and whatever your life is looking like right now, just encourage you to to grab hold of what Jess was talking about there with regards to holding things loosely uh, and don't grip hold of the things that are the stresses, but lay them down before God and let them come and impact your life more and more. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music, this is the Hope FM Artist Interview.